0: The IDP Pro Players Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. And right now when you bet $100 at WinBet, you get a $100 free bet on the house. So head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash to claim your free bet today.
1: Welcome back to the IDP pros podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined with my good friend and the senior IDP analyst at the SGPN network, the IDP tipster himself, Mr. Gary Van Dyke. Gary, how are
2: you? I'm doing great, John. Just happy to be here heading into this week eight.
1: Yes, sir. And before we get into things, just want to remind you that we're brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code NFCBEAST, all one word, all caps, for 15% off. That's active until the Giants or Eagles lose their next game. And make sure to enter our World Series Prop Contest. The winner gets $200 in cash and a $200 SGPN gift card. Entered today exclusively on the SGPN app. All right. It was a wild week. I was texting Gary earlier this week saying, dude, a lot of wild shit happened. So we got a lot to talk about tonight. Let's get into it. We'll start with the AFC and NFC North and the Bears where Robert Quinn was traded to the Eagles today, I believe it was. Thoughts on that?
2: Not really. I mean, what can you think about it? The guy has had a terrible year. you know, I know he looked really good last year. Does this do anything for the Eagles realistically? Uh, I think it just adds to the kind of depth they have right now.
1: Yeah, that's really all it is—is a is depth piece. It, for real football, it's great for them. For fantasy, no. I mean, we weren't touching uh, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, those guys anyway. This this just makes that worse. All right, moving on to the Bengals, where we do have some news. So last week, Logan Wilson was out with that shoulder injury. It was Jermaine Pratt at 98% of snaps. Akeem Davis-Gaither at 68%, just like we said it would happen. It looks like Logan Wilson is expected to play this week, according to what I read just a couple hours ago. That's tough, though. It's Monday night, so if you're wrong, you're screwed. What are you doing with that?
2: Right, unless you're sitting there just backing him up off the top and – Got that game time decision you're just going to have to probably pull the trigger to be safe with somebody earlier in the weekend
1: I'm with you on that I'm doing the exact same thing I'm, I'm going with a different
2: option it's not like Logan Wilson's carried a huge ceiling that we thought he'd have this entire season
1: that's true so just keep an eye on that but yeah if you can get Pratt or Davis Gaither that's a good option for you anything else in the Bengals you saw Trey, Trey Hendrickson did get dinged but they're calling it a uh, stinger and they said he should be fine to
2: play uh, not really. I mean, we will hopefully be getting DJ Reader back into the mix and get another defensive tackle out there for some of those deeper formats. BJ Hills had a pretty good period while DJ has been uh, on IR. Von Bell's just—he's tearing it up, man. <laughs> I mean, I think he he might be the most consistent IDP producer coming out of Cincinnati right now. What do you think?
1: Oh, I'm with you on that. It's it's sure as shit not Jesse Bates, <laughs> that's for sure.
2: Yeah, that's the him and just Justin Simmons, man. It was a teaser that first couple seasons with those guys, wasn't it? Sure was.
1: That's what's going on with the Bengals. Moving on to the Lions, where Deshaun Elliott was down to 76% of snaps this week. That was due to cramping, and it was a blowout, so no worries there. He'll be fine. What I want to talk about is Hutchinson, though, up to 89% of snaps, and uh, I believe another nice
2: week here. Three QB hits? Nice. Yeah, he had a really nice game.
1: Just, just mentioning it. Uh, you got right. anything else on the Lions?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, other than Elliot, man, I, I really like Elliot for the rest of the season. I mean, I, who, who couldn't like this guy? He's been under the radar, and he's been one of the few. You know, you had like Jonathan Owens and a few of them with him, Marcus Williams at the beginning of the season for the first three weeks. They were all hanging out in the top five, producing safeties. Elliott's really the only one that stuck. Of course, Marcus Williams got hurt. Jonathan Owens has slipped off a little bit. More of some other players have came up, but Elliot's stuck right there. And I was really shocked to look to see the roster percentage for Alex Anzalone in standard formats. I mean, you got a guy that he's consistently producing in the top. I'm going to guess 20 in most standard formats, standard size leagues where you're only using a couple of linebackers. And this guy, is he's not on anybody's roster. He should be in people's lineups. He's consistent. He's on one of the higher-end runs right now. It's not looking like that's going to change. Whatever light switch got flipped, we should be enjoying that instead of maybe struggling with some of these guys that are averaging a few points less or being hit and miss and and such. It was just kind of astounding. Just go check your waiver wire. If You're in some redraft right now, standard size lead. Alex Anzalone should not be on your waiver wire.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. He's been excellent this year. So uh, that's a good
2: point. It's only going to be tackle-based, but shoot, that's what we look for. And, you know, if he throws any other splash plays, that's a bonus.
1: Yes, sir. That's the floor we look for. So that is looking good. So Elliott should be fine. Other than that, we're looking good. Browns, though, we got a lot of news on the Browns, as, uh, as is tradition the last few weeks here. Jacob Phillips, season-ending IR, he's done for the year. Deion Jones was back this week. Deion Jones did not see full snaps, but he will now, I think. What's your take on that?
2: i'm not gonna say automatically i think Deion jones is going to get in there 100 percent this week uh, the simple fact is is Taki, Taki is still getting his snaps too you know and i understand that there's a strong side linebacker position that's also needing to be filled in right here but they keep on promoting on how he can stop the run so i mean that's not actually Deion jones's strongest suit is shedding blocks and stopping the run necessarily it's it's tough to make this call this week for me. I mean, sure, if I'm going to pick anybody it's between the two, it's going to be Jones. But I'm going to try to avoid this one, too, this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to see another week. I, I just think this clears things up for us a little bit. Also, beyond that, so we got an explanation for what happened with uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa a couple weeks back against the Patriots. Uh, so the the defensive coordinator for the Browns said that he wanted to go with Taki against the Patriots. That was the, the Ramondre-Stevenson game, and they wanted someone that was a little slimmer and faster to try and take down Stevenson. And that was really the only decision behind that. And we saw that this week where JOK, was back to 80 percent of snaps in a normal setup so strange it, it, but but if that's the case do we have to try and like guess what the defensive coordinator is going to do every week like what the hell
2: <laughs> unfortunately i mean at this moment that's what this has become i mean if we look back at the last year or two of the browns realistically what have we had to depend on for a full year straight since joe Sculbert left Yeah, not much. Right. Everything has either been an injury fill in, or somebody's disappointed, or somebody come in and then got injured and played weak. It's just been, I mean, shit, some of the best games we've gotten out of the Browns linebackers over the last couple of years has been Malcolm Smith, a retread from the 49ers from, what, 20 years ago or something? (laughs) But I mean, realistically, it's just we haven't had shit in Cleveland for some time. It's just going to become a habit. We were sure the hell hoping it wasn't going to be. I guess we ought to be happy that John Johnson pulled out of his and then JOK is still JOK. No clarity. Maybe Jones will do this. Let's hope so
1: yeah I mean, if I had to bet on it, I would say Jones is locked and loaded, and I'm feeling a little better about j o k but we do need another week or two to like really nail this down but uh mm-hmm. Phillips Phillips leaving certainly helps that's for sure. all right, that's it for the Browns. everything else looked good. Packers, I didn't really see anything big week for Campbell though
2: <laughs> he heard what I said the last week or two about Walker cutting into his production, didn't he? He had to he's like, oh yeah, you think so. Probably gave Walker, like, I'll buy you dinner. Just let me have a couple extra. I don't know. I'm just kidding (laughs) around, folks. I'm kidding around. I could have swore there was a little uh, tidbit. Oh,
1: um, Rashawn Gary might be dinged up a little bit. I saw the cue next to his name. But he's been like that the last few weeks that he's played.
2: Yeah, he's another one. I said I really like this matchup going in. When he, What happens? He he gets hurt, right? Yeah.
1: No worries. Moving on. Ravens. So I thought this was interesting. So a couple weeks back, we saw the safety, the Marcus Williams replacement safety split was Geno Stone like 80%, Kyle Hamilton like 35%, Brandon Stevens like 20%. This last week, it was Geno Stone 100%, along with Chuck Clark and his normal 100%. Kyle Hamilton still at 35%. Brandon Stevens gone. Uh, What's your take on that?
2: Geno Stone is the guy to get a hold of. I I mean, he's at this point, I look at it, he's secured the position. I feel comfortable if I needed needed to play that uh, I would pick him over Kyle Hamilton. That's for sure. Uh, I think Chuck Clark still currently is your prime suspect to target in this now since Marcus Williams. Uh, I can't remember. Marcus Williams gone for the season.
1: Actually, I don't think he is. Uh, I'll look it up here real quick. But I, I remember I saw that he might come back around week 11 or 12. I added him in a deeper league for later in the season. Let me just confirm that real quick.
2: So realistically, it's just, I mean, Geno Smith's going to help through these next few buys in some deeper formats. We definitely have not seen him get the same production Marcus Williams was getting in there. So,
1: Yeah, Marcus Williams will be back in the the last quarter of the season or so.
2: Some people might benefit from that in the uh, later playoff runs, but at the same time, I wouldn't hold your breath. Guys coming back from injury, if they actually have a playoff run on tap, they probably aren't going to turn around and put Marcus Williams right back in harm's way.
1: So just food for thought for later. Geno stone looks good for now. JPP still hanging tough at 63%. Anything else on the Ravens?
2: Josh Bynes. He's probably might be out. I think I've seen you can't even suggest Malik Harrison as a, as a substitute for him. I'm with you on that. can't trust those guys.
1: Yes, that's about it on the Ravens. Uh, Moving on to the Vikings, bye week for them last week. No significant news. Everyone's healthy. They they are probably one of the healthiest teams in football right now, like across
2: the board. Indeed they are, and they're they're looking pretty tough. I mean, the defense has got their shit together.
1: Yeah, they look good. They really do. So Mm -hmm. uh, no news there or issues. Steelers. TJ, not ever going to give you a full season, returns to practice with the 21-day window now active to activate him off IR.
2: As a guy that has wad on a few of his rosters, I'm excited. I'm not going to look past one game at a time when he comes back. Sometimes uh, when he gets on an injury roll, it's on a roll, and that's, that's not good. Highsmith, actually, this week, I do not plug this guy, but he, he keeps, you know, producing about every other time he should. And if the lottery hits this weekend, he's got a good matchup.
1: Right. and I, And I think this, you know, assuming T.J. Watt actually plays more than like a quarter before exiting will be good for Highsmith and for Hayward and for that whole mm-hmm. defensive line. Like mm-hmm. he eats up those double teams and triple teams and that lets everyone else eat. So we'll keep an eye on that. We'll shout it out when he's getting activated and good to go. But odds are, if you're listening to this,
2: you'll know. You'll, you'll Hey, know. We, we already talked about Detroit, didn't we? Uh, Yeah, you got something? I am going to probably shoot myself in the foot for this. But if you're in a deeper, deeper format, Kirby Joseph might actually get a few tackles this week. That's a deep play, folks. I'm talking like third, fourth everybody's heard some 16, 32, really really dark deep idp league but the guy is actually an option this week in this matchup and he's getting the snaps he's just got to be able to absorb something
1: yep that's true the playing time's there and that's half the battle
2: yeah swing for the fence
1: That's it. It is that time of
2: year. We do got to swing for the fence, right? That's why I'm throwing this shit out here. It's crazy. I know, but I got, I got to mention it. Yes, sir. All right. So
1: before we move on to the next conference, are you thinking of joining Winbet right now? You can bet a hundred dollars and get a hundred dollar free bet. If you're looking to join Winbet's biggest winners club, That's whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet because WinBet is truly for degenerates only. Plus, you can use WinBet's build-your-own parlay to make some amazing in-game parlays. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet so that they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. This offer is subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The Sports Gambling Podcast is also brought to you by YouTube. We're giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or an autographed Brian's Dawkins jersey. This is a free contest to enter. All you have to do is subscribe to YouTube.com backslash podcast, Comment on a video. Each video is a new chance to win. Turn your notifications on so you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull out the winner. All right, picking back up with the NFC and AFC South and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where Antoine Winfield Jr. is out this week, so it's another week of Keanu Neal. So that's not good. But on the good side, Mike Edwards is back from injury, played 100% of snaps.
2: At least he's in the box. He might be as serviceable as some deeper degenerate leagues.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're desperate and you need a safety for a week, that's not the worst idea. Beyond that, everything else looks good on the Bucs. We'll head over to the Colts here where Darius Shaquille Leonard was once again a full participant in practice, but we know that that means nothing that, you know, he never plays. So I wouldn't count on it. Beyond that, no news on Quiddy pay. That was a high ankle sprain. So it's likely he's out another week or two. You got anything on the Colts or any news on pay? Cause I couldn't find anything.
2: Well, after doing it for two weeks in a row, I mean, Lewis, uh, I believe, showed up in the box score again this past week. So if I remember right, it's not a bad matchup this week and another desperate play, but uh, at least he's got two weeks under his belt.
1: Not a bad idea that, you know, with these uh, waiver wire defensive line guys, the, the snaps is half the battle. They could luck into some production.
2: Yeah, especially this year because uh, it seems like there's an even heavier rotation on all the rosters this year instead of just most of them.
1: Yeah, you're not kidding. You are not kidding. So that's the Colts. We'll see what happens another week of essentially the same shit. To the Falcons. So this is weird. I was starting Michael Walker in a bunch of places this week, and he did absolutely nothing. And I thought for sure when I looked at his snaps the other day that they'd be way down and like Troy Anderson's would be way up. Nope, not at all. Michael Walker, 100% of snaps, just a shit week of production. You got anything on the Falcons?
2: <laughs> Not unusual for somebody to play a little bit gimped up. You know, they, they could have played that position a lot differently. Just told them, hey, we want you out there. Yeah, I was kind of shocked too, John. I was counting on Walker.
1: <laughs> Same. But, you know, shit happens. I'm, you know, yeah, if, exactly. if he's, Yeah, if he's playing 100% of snaps in one of those Falcons linebacker slots, he's going to produce. It was just a weird week.
2: Poor Jalen Hawkins, he was starting to make a little bit of a wave here to the point where we might be able to actually use him in some bye weeks, and now he's hurt.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see how that shakes out. Moving on to the Jags, Jacksonville. I didn't see anything. Normal snaps across the board. Got anything on Jacksonville?
2: gotta love walker I, I just i'm astounded what walker's pulling off yeah the man. defensive end rookie
1: right right yep yep trayvon walker i'm, I'm with yeah. you on that just an absolute freak of it of an athlete
2: yeah yeah i'd say so it's going to be scary if he came in raw right yeah
1: right this is undeveloped right yep yes sir so jags looking good Panthers we did have some shenanigans this week so it flipped it flipped to what we thought it should be all year Shaq Thompson 100% of snaps Frankie Luvu, 66% of snaps so there's some question now as to whether that's just them easing Frankie Luvu back in after being hurt for a couple weeks or if we're finally seeing what we thought we'd see
2: well, it's a possibility. You know, I just recently did a video article for IDP guys on Frankie Luvu and looking into that contract situation and such going forward. It could be they have uh, pretty well just cashed their ticket in and they're not expected to apparently win much the rest of the season. So if they do have plans for Frankie Luvu, if they really think they have what they need for the future at least next year or beyond, then, yeah, why rush the guy back? As a matter of fact, sometimes getting the better draft pick is the focus of some coaches, whether or not they're going to admit it, do that by saying, well, you know, I'm not going to put him in his harm's way. So we'll see how that plays out.
1: Right. It was just, you know, something weird that we noticed. so Figured we'd mention it. We'll, uh, we'll report back after next week. Uh, your guy, Xavier Woods, is back healthy, 100% of snaps, decent production.
2: And Justin Burris, I hate to say it, bless his heart, he might actually have turned a corner. and going to be a little bit productive this year while Jim Richens is out, which I am not sure. He's been out now for two to three weeks. So. Yeah, this
1: is, we're coming up on week four of the IR stint. So if it's short-term IR, he'll be eligible after this week. If it's long-term, we'll find out after this
2: week right yeah Burst could be a bi-week play but another reach yes sir
1: so yep that's what's going on with the Panthers Texans some big big ass news Christian Harris the rookie played started 68% of snaps Camu Grugier Hill drops down to 32% after the game today Camu Grugier Hill released by the Texans this is now officially Christian Harris's role and it's damn near likely it's going to be 100% of snaps what do you think I,
2: I got to be honest, John. I have no real thoughts about this Christian Harris. I mean, if he produces, stick his ass in there. I'll, I'll pick him off of the waiver wire. But it's something about him and, and Cunningham. I've talked about this before. And, and now that Kruger, Kruger Hill's gone from there, it will be interesting to see uh, how Harris does. Uh, he's not automatically going to vault into the top of my waiver wire pickup list. Just rather see something first.
1: But yeah, definitely some developments there. Uh, he did miss, I think it was four tackles, I heard. Uh, so not great.
2: Do we, do we, okay, so you're, you're catching me. Uh, I know about some of this news, but I didn't look into it. I figured we'd talk about it, but can you tell me, is there a report as, as to why Gruset Hill was released?
1: No, there isn't. It, it just so, literally. So did. nobody had said,
2: hey, Charles Harris, the rookie linebacker, is the reason that Gruset Hill, other than some assumptions.
1: Oh no, that, that's, that's just what makes sense. Cause I mean, I mean, you can see got, here in the, in the sna- Yeah, yeah, I mean. It just but, uh,
2: clarifying some, you know, like some beat writer reports. or Oh, something.
1: no, 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 no. They just said he was but released. Yes. That's all. So, I mean, that's there you go. That's at least likely 100% of snaps linebacker that you can grab off waivers coming up there. I, I saw this, too, that I wanted to pick your brain about. So, Jalen Petrie was down to 80% of snaps this week. I could not figure out why. I couldn't find anything on it. He's not hurt. It wasn't really a blowout. They were in that game until second half of the fourth quarter.
2: Well, let's just face it. He's not Metcalf. If he had to go to the bathroom, they made him walk from one end <laughs> to the other. I, you know, it's hard to tell. I mean, realistically, the guy could have had cramps.
1: Right. It's just it's just a weird thing. If we see it again next week, then we worry, but we probably won't. Moving on to the Saints. The Saints were all kinds of shredded in the secondary. So Paulson out. Marshawn Lattimore out. Bradley Roby carted off about eight snaps into the game. So a lot of weird guys we don't normally see here this week. Marcus May was back. Justin Evans played almost all the snaps. Chris Harris Jr. played almost all the snaps.
2: Actually, he's been. Chris Harris Jr. has played like two, maybe three weeks in a row now with like full complemented snaps. Maybe it's his second week, but uh, enough so that I picked him up last week for a cornerback play.
1: I mean, they're running out of options. Their they're secondary is <laughs> shredded. But I just thought it was cool to see that name again.
2: Like you said, they're shredded. we just got to take advantage of when we who we can at this point. I don't think it's Justin Evans. I mean, he did produce this last time. I don't know what it is. He's not getting the numbers that I think he should be getting. I guess I'm a little bit disappointed in that. Pete Warner should be uh, busy as normal,
1: Yeah, right. I think that's part of it too, because it's like Honey Badger isn't putting out numbers either. but but Warner and Demario are, so they're kind of just mm-hmm. like eating the
2: production, yep, absorbing it. Um, they get a little bit of a rough off the edge matchup this week, too. Um, Jordan should be all right. But if you was hoping for one of those big splash Davenport weeks, it's gonna be tough. yep. so just keep an eye on that titans last but
1: not least for these two conferences zach cunningham full practice i thought he was okay to go last week but he didn't play it was still dylan cole with a splash of joe Shobert, but something new andrew adams is a third safety 97 percent of snaps what do you think is cunningham done done and they're doing a third safety instead or was this a one week thing like what the hell's going on
2: See, I did that. I set up the Grouchet Hill thing to run into this Cunningham thing because, yeah, it's it's a possibility. If we don't have any other reports saying that he was – ill or uh, in the doghouse or something for this particular contest i sure am not risking starting cunningham this week and i'm not necessarily going to go running after adams or i'm not necessarily going to stick adams in unless i'm desperate but i feel you know pretty secure with hoker and uh bird and the rest of the crew but i I, i'm just going to avoid cunningham and see what happens In the past, realistically, he's not been graded out well or looked good in film. He's just a – him and Cruget have that same, like, speed to the ball. See ball, get ball. That's true.
1: And, yeah, Cunningham's always been terrible in terms of PFF grades. Um, He's had off-the-field issues too. Never really been a fan.
2: Right. I'm a little bit uh, with uh, Bud Dupree back. My guy, Rashad Weaver, Weaver, that had kind of surfaced over the last few days, or sorry, the last few uh, weeks, he took a step back 40% of the snaps with Dupree back. If you've uh, been getting anything on a Weaver, you can't trust it this week, and this might change the ball game for the rest of the year for him, but definitely still a dynasty stash. True. Yep.
1: So yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll see what happens next week with Cunningham, Andrew Adams, all that good stuff, and report back. But that's it for those two conferences. We'll be back in a second.
0: It's simple. No house advantage has changed the game. Offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today, where you can play and pick'em contests, and do it with a shot at winning two hundred fifty thousand dollars plus in cold hard cash. Just download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money any day. You can also test your skills versus the house, and win 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to 5 player prop over-unders, or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. So there's no doubt, you'll want to make sure to check out No House Advantage, and experience daily fantasy sports redefined. Because it's not just how you play, but also where you play, and you won't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at knowhouseadvantage.com, or download the app, and you'll also get a first deposit match up to $25 today. That was promo code SGPN at knowhouseadvantage.com:
1: Before we get back into it, just a quick reminder, make sure to enter our World Series Prop Contest. The winner gets $200 in cash and a $200 SGPN gift card. Entered today exclusively on the SGPN app. We're going to pick it up with the NFC and AFC East and the, how about them cowboys? Back to their winning ways. And what was interesting, Gary, if you remember me saying this uh, last week and every week really this season, Dak didn't throw the ball much. They just ran the living shit out of it, played defense, limited mistakes, and crushed the Lions. That's the formula. That's what they need to do.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, that's how they did it with Tony Dorsett.
1: You're right. Rewrite. You're that's, you know, the 92 through 95 Cowboys were like that too. They leaned on Emmett quite a bit.
2: Yeah. You just got to, you know, work with your. Work with your beast. I mean, why not use Elliot up? He's not going to be around much longer, not not even close to the level he is now, because we already know he's not, you know, the first two years, Elliot. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah, burn him up. Burn him up. You got Pollard sitting there.
1: You're all right. No argument there, but uh, yeah, so things are good in Cowboy Land. And we got some clarification on the safety situation this week. It changed up a little bit. So if you all remember, last week we had a basically complete even split between all three of these IDP-relevant safeties. This week we got some clarity. Donovan Wilson, 93% of snaps. J. Ron Kearse, 93% of snaps. Malik Hooker, 51% of snaps
2: suggesting if you're going to pick one of the three not to play, it's Hooker. Right, He's, he's, a, he's just the hard guy to trust the most.
1: And part of this, I mean, I, I do see, I just looked, I do see a cue next to him. I don't think he got hurt, though, in the game. I think that's just a tweak thing, but whatever. If this holds, we're looking good. Then we have the two safeties that we want anyway, getting the vast majority of snaps. So this next week will tell us the tale. All right, beyond that, normal Cowboys, normal week, nothing to see here. Moving on to the Bills, bye week, nothing really happened. Tredavious White is eligible to return from IR starting next week, though. Likely won't play until week nine or after for you cornerback people. That's a good move, but that's it. Fresh week, they're coming off bye. Oh, yeah, they're fresh. They're ready to rock. Commanders, chase young to start practicing. Won't play this week, but could go next week against the Vikings or against the Eagles in Week Ten. Gary, thoughts on Chase Young coming back into our lives?
2: One, they should wait until the Eagles. Yep. For two, hold your breath. Just, just, just hold your breath. Just, just or don't watch the game. Something, something has to really happen here.
1: The, the timing is good though, because we got injuries up the ass. We got bye weeks, you know. Yes. Th- things yeah. are crazy to begin with this season. We could sure as shit use a pretty good defensive end off of waivers at, in
2: in week ten. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Getting him a Watt back and get it, getting getting those two back and them being both what we expect them to be for the rest of the season. You, that would be altering for a lot of rosters out there. It would just be, you know, it could be the momentum that could change everybody's season.
1: Absolutely, so we'll keep you informed on that. Beyond that, normal Commanders week, nothing crazy snaps-wise or injuries or whatever. They look pretty good. Uh, moving on to the Dolphins. So Emmanuel Agbo was out this last week with injury, and Jaleb Phillips got a bump up to 80% of snaps. Brandon Jones, I believe, went to IR. I just heard about that like an hour
2: before we were rec- recording. Did you
1: hear or see anything on that?
2: specifics of it? No. No, not other than the fact that he's there for an ACL. So, No, he's
1: um, done, done, yeah.
2: But feel free to go get Eric Rowe. He is definitely, it's kind of like Chris Banjo out in Arizona. You know who the third guy is, even if he doesn't play that much. I have no doubt if you need a play this week, Eric Rowe is probably just as safe as anybody or better.
1: That is true. So there you go. waiver wire safety that will probably play a whole bunch of snaps if you need it. Eric Rowe, Dolphin.
2: Jalen Phillips trying to make some waves here. Let's see here. He had a half a sack last week six, and now he's rolling out a week seven against Pittsburgh uh, with a sack and a half. Four low, four solos, four assists, two tackles for a lot. Boy, somebody had a good game. Yeah, he looked good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's give us three in a row, buddy. Come on, man. You can do it. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, and part of the problem is when Agba gets back, it's going to eat into his into that right. nice 80% snap share. Yeah. About it for the Dolphins. Waiver wire safety if you need it. Moving on to the Eagles. They also had a bye week. Only news is the acquisition of Robert Quinn that we talked about earlier from the Bears standpoint. Alrighty, heading on over to the Jets, where we saw the old switcheroo that we've been talking about and expecting all season. The question is, was it because they were easing Quincy Williams back or because we're actually right? But either way, we got 65% of Quan Alexander this week and 52% of Quincy Williams at linebacker. What do you think?
2: Did you see the article I put out for SGPN last week in the uh, fantasy football footnotes? hilarious man because i went on this little rampage and i was talking about the how they just won't quit i brought that up in a whole little section of that article but either way uh maybe they heard it because i was basically bitching on why can't they quit this kid but we mm-hmm. do know why they can't quit this kid we've talked about that he seems to be connected somehow to his little brother's contract possibly they did the right thing uh, i mean alexander actually when he's played, he's, he's getting a better grade he looks better on film Quincy Williams is just—he's not a starting caliber NFL linebacker. This doesn't mean a damn thing though, because uh, that could flip flop this past week or this coming week. Kind of hard to trust. It's to me, it's aggravating for this to surface. I would rather have either kept Williams or Alexander just go ahead and take over now, so that we can get some usage out of this for the rest of the regular season.
1: I hear you. It's in a weird in-between spot where we don't know what the hell's going on. So just like the Shaq Thompson-Luvu thing, we're going to sit on this for a week, see what happens, and circle back. Moving on to the Giants, Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau continuing to have that good playing time, 89% of snaps. And Jalen Smith and Tay Crowder continuing to battle for who's going to be the inside linebacker that we really don't trust but may have to use at some point. And right now it's Tay Crowder 68% of snaps and Jalen Smith 66%. Any, Any thoughts on that?
2: no other than i think that's like the the time share now for two weeks has been around that 60 to 70 right this yep. this this could be it this could be that <laughs> ultimate end to this crap i'm looking at mr landon collins got himself 32 percent of the snaps woo i almost wonder if that was more up in the box because you're also you know i'm not missing too much more other than dan belton his snaps went from like 70, 80%, which he's the third rounder uh, that uh, fluctuates anyways. But he went all the way to 32% with Collins showing up. Ah, this man, you know, in two weeks, Landon Collins could be playing inside linebacker. That's true. It's
1: fluctuating. So we just got to keep an eye right. on it. When something comes up that looks like salad,
2: we'll tell you. Whatever's working for them is probably way more important. Than what's working for us in IDP right now, anyhow. Yep. This is true because they're they're
1: winning, so they don't give a shit what we're doing.
2: Hell no, hell no! Big healthy rotation here.
1: So that's the Giants. Everything looks pretty par for the course. Uh, we'll keep you informed. Patriots Patriots are always a shit show, and this week was no exception. So Dietrich Wise, who's been playing damn near 90% of snaps every week this entire season, plummeted to 46% of snaps. This made sense, though. This was game script. The, the Bears did not throw the ball. They didn't need to. They just ran the entire game, and Dietrich Wise didn't need to be there for pass rush. Plus, it was a blowout, so he sat the fourth quarter anyway. So this mm-hmm. makes sense to me, but this probably scared the shit out of a lot of people.
2: It's going to happen. You're you're going to have to take the good with the bad, especially, I mean, we do it with Aaron Donald. We do it with anybody else. So uh, I don't think that there was anybody coming into the season that went and probably drafted, traded, or picked this guy up before the first week of the waiver wire going, this guy is going to anchor and carry my team through the rest of the season. So, yeah, it, it should happen He's got a lot better co- contest coming up, and I believe one of them is this week. True. Yeah,
1: I would not abandon ship. This is just a weird week. Yep. So we'll circle back here in a second.
0: Fact. The National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening... We also know with early detection, your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important, and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations. So please, go and give what you can. And let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman, the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, The hope, by knowing we all really do care. The IDP Pro Players Pod is also presented by IDPGuys.org, where managers and fans can further fear fantasy football knowledge into the depths of Dynasty, individual defensive players, Superflex, and beyond. That was IDPGuys.org, where they do way more than just defensive football.
1: All right, we'll pick it back up with our last couple conferences here the NFC and AFC West, starting with the Cardinals, where once again we're talking about Isaiah Simmons (laughs) because we're trapped in a nightmare. This asshole played 75% of snaps this week and did just enough that we have to talk about him.
2: Damn, I'm going to go drop his ass. Of course, my lazy butt, which I've not been on my waiver wires anyways, I didn't even get around to doing that. So, Am I excited that he went off again at 75% of the snaps? Do I feel that I can trust that? No. Hell no, I don't. The only thing that's kept me from doing is just really just, I don't know. I, I mean, I need him off. John, make me an tr- offer. I don't care. Send me a quarterback. <laughs> just anything. I need to get this guy off my roster one way or the other. I mean, it's as soon as I put him in, he's going to bomb.
1: No argument here. Yeah, he is a frustrating dude. That is for
2: sure. All right, let's see. I'm looking it up here. How many weeks is this? Is this two or three weeks in a row? Okay, so yeah. I mean, week five, what do you have? It looks like 105 tackles week five. Then you turn around in week six, and he's got two. So, right, and then here we are at week seven, and he had five. And a pass defended in an interception, so we see the inflated box score with a TD added to it. Holy shit. Yeah, you just can't trust him. That's the
1: yeah. thing. Like, like everyone thought he was toast again, and he p- gets a pick six and a handful of tackles, and, and now, you know, we got to talk about him some more.
2: Yeah. Let's talk about somebody sending me a trade offer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay, so you heard that. IDP incentives, send Gary a
2: trade offer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah,
1: b- beyond that, I didn't see anything, really. Anyone on the Cardinals you want to talk about besides this guy? No,
2: it's pretty well status quo.
1: Yes, sir. I'm with you there. Didn't see anything crazy. So moving on to the Broncos where I, I've been looking all week. I haven't seen a damn thing about Josie Jewell. So luckily, most of the places I have Josie Jewell, I was able to get Singleton. So I could just, you know, put in whichever one's playing. But for those of you that don't have that option, I don't know what to tell you. Pay attention to beat writers. Check in actives early Sunday morning because it's a London game. I, I couldn't find anything. Do you, did you see anything on jewel? Do we know if he's
2: playing this week? I hadn't seen anything yet unless it's happened uh, while we started recording here. Singleton is one of those things, man. He's like kind of a, he's kind of a thorn in my side here when I think about it, because I mean, you, you got jewel and then you got Singleton. It's the position itself is like really shines more than the guys playing it, you know, as a, as a position just that offers a lot of production, Unless you, uh, who was the guy that had Stroud or something last year playing it? But uh, yeah, it's just something you got to monitor. Uh, it's, uh, Jewel is becoming a real, real pain in the ass to manage. Mm-hmm. You're not kidding. You're not kidding. But you're
1: right. It's worth it. Whoever the guy is going to be is going to have a ton of production. So does it suck that you're going to have to set an alarm before the London game and figure it out? Yes. But is it worth it? Yes.
2: It'll so, probably, it could very well lead your team that week. So there's right. no doubt about that. Right. So you got to do it.
1: But beyond that, I did see one other weird thing. So we were talking about, I believe it was Jonathan Cooper or Baron Browning. One of those two has been decent in pass rush the last couple of weeks, but now they've kind of taken those good snaps and that good production and split it down the middle. Jonathan Cooper, 41% of snaps. Baron Browning, 37%. While Bradley Chubb got a full snap share. I think it was like 75, 80-ish, something like that. So what do we do with this?
2: Nothing. Just, you got to scrap it, walk away, maybe pay att- attention to Draymond Jones's season.
1: This will all clear up when Gregory gets back, yep.
2: Right, so that's a whole nother shit show to talk about. Then, so huh. uh, Baron Browning, bless his heart, I think you know the guy. Ra- matter of fact, I'm looking at him; he's out this week. Hip. Uh, oh, that that
1: that uh, might that might be what it is then, if he's injured. Yeah,
2: yeah, they actually fantasy data has him out, so uh, I still wouldn't go chasing anybody. But Chubb. Um, I'm I'm not even sure what the matchup was this week yeah good call we we can skip that yeah
1: all right just something to monitor uh so yeah that's it for the broncos really everything is set in stone except that inside linebacker situation with singleton and jewel and that outside linebacker situation which will clear up when gregory gets back moving on to the rams they were on by no news or issues all right heading on over to the chargers uh yeah tranquil played almost every snap another pretty good game uh, Kenneth Murray played 89% of snaps And Kyle Van Noy played 89% of snaps What the heck do we make of this?
2: <laughs> it had to be, you know, game scheming uh, A plan Something went along the line of uh, it may, uh, I was looking for injury too And if Kyle Van Noy played I mean, the guy's actually an edge rusher at the same time So was that off the edge? I don't
1: believe I don't know it, it doesn't break I'm it down serious. like
2: that So I don't know Yeah let me decipher something here real quick And I'll see if I can put a hot ass take on it For us How's that Because you know terrible. how much I like hot ass takes
1: and, and they were getting blown out too Seattle handed them their asses And it was the uh, Kenneth Walker show
2: On the ground so This looks kind of suspicious to me I'm I'm wondering I have not seen the film folks I mean I, cannot, I can't watch everything But just looking at this whole thing yeah. I'm looking at 98 for Drew Tranquil, the Murray's 88, then 88 for Van Noy, and 87 for Mack. I'm going to guess he played him as outside linebacker with uh, Bozer going, because when I look at the defensive line snaps, guys, yeah, nothing stands out there. They only had Sebastian Joseph Day with 73%. Yeah, I'm going to take a wild stab at it That that was probably it Now, why Murray got the big boost to 89% I don't know It was his birthday I wouldn't expect it to stick And we'll probably take the first play that he blows Um, Did you have anything else on the inside of there?
1: No, no, I'm with you I don't trust Murray at all and, and Van Noy has always fluctuated, basically his entire career, so I don't trust that either. Tranquil's the only linebacker on this team I'll play. Uh, well, and, I found his snaps. In, unless you want to call Khalil Mack a linebacker, in which case I'd play.
2: I think I might have found where his snaps come from. It looks like that they didn't play much of a third uh, or extra cornerback this week. Mm. So that might be where he picked up an extra 20%.
1: So just something to keep an eye on there. But Tranquil Mm. looks good. Derwin James looks good. Khalil Mack looks good. And frankly, that's all we care about. All right, moving on. Seahawks. Ryan Neal, second week in a row. Excellent production. 100% of snaps. Great waiver wire safety. Uh, So that looks great. Barton was back up to 63% of snaps. But I'm going to go ahead and assume that you don't trust this just like I don't trust
2: this. No, Cody Barton? No. No, 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 no. He's... Only reason that I I actually have him in some deeper formats is if he's going to be really productive by default, if something him forbids, knock on wood, come on, fantasy guys, be nice to me that something happened to Brooks. I'm actually still a little bit excited about these uh, Seattle edge rushers. I believe I talked about them a little bit last week. I know I sent some uh, some of the uh, members that use the app. I sent them a message about those two and sent it. Told them that they need to be on their radars for a good game, and that was Taylor. I think we did talk about them, right? Yeah, last week. Yep. Yeah, I'm just having a hard time navigating here, man. Old man, thumbs. Oh, Ta- yeah, Taylor. Taylor had a good game, and you, Nuwasu. Both of them had decent games, so definitely his head rushers or DL plays. Uh, I believe they have another decent one coming up this week. So uh, double check that, but. Uh, These guys are going to be kind of I think they're going to become more serviceable for the rest of the year. I'm with you there.
1: And uh, yeah,
2: beyond that, we'll keep
1: an eye on Mr. Barton. But we both do not trust it. So Hmm. moving on to the Chiefs. Willie Gay was back for the first time in a month after his four week suspension. He played 56 percent of snaps his first week back. So the question is, does he go back to what we saw early season in the low 80s, or is this the new normal?
2: Yeah, we covered that last week. We were curious about this. It's a wait and see. The only guy you can really trust is Nick Bolton until further notice.
1: They're on by this week, too, so we're going to have have to wait a minute to find out. (laughs) Yay. Yeah, we'll circle back, though. That's the Chiefs. Moving it should on be the, worth it if somebody
2: separates themselves as the other guy was 75 or 80 better all the time. Yeah, it's it'll probably be worth it in deeper form as to track it exactly right. We
1: might get another decent linebacker out of this, so Maybe. We'll keep an eye on him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, moving on to the Niners, where the big news was Dre Greenlaw was injured in this one, <laughs> although afterwards. They determined it's day-to-day, so he should be fine for this week. However, if he's inactive, it's Demetrius Flanagan Fowles is the
2: replacement. Any interest in that? Just a deep, dark throw to me. I mean, <sighs> do we have any real judgment on this guy prior? I mean, he, he, he's nope. a depth player, so he's – yeah. There's a productive by default guy to throw a dart at that might play full-time if Greenlaw is out, hey, it's it's if Greenlaw is out and it's the first week, don't chase this guy's points. I mean, you know, we we assume, but it's a big risky assume if there's other options that we know are going to take you a big fat zero in the box score. Right. And here's the deal with this: is normally
1: it's Aziz Al Shire, but he's on IR, so he's not an option. So we got this Flanagan Fowles guy that no one knows who he is, and we can't trust him. Right. So that's pretty much it for the Niners. That's the big story there. Uh, Heading on over to the Raiders, last but not least, where we've got a bit of a shit show as normal. So Divine Diablo, 100% of snaps. That makes sense. We've talked about that. Denzel Perryman, 57%. Blake Martinez, 23%. Jayon Brown, nowhere to be seen. Let's start with the linebackers. Anything out of the ordinary with that, or what do you think?
2: Yeah, Denzel Paraman playing fifty-five percent of whichever that was. That's that's not good. I mean, he still produced, but we've got so many of these guys producing. You got Pete Warner, you got uh, Coy Walker that are doing it with seventy, seventy-five percent of the snaps or you know, eighty sometimes. I mean, I guess you still gotta continue to trust Paraman's gonna come through for you. The whole Blake Martinez, I'm going to suspect that's playing a strong side linebacker position. He's probably not even really going in for Paraman, because then we see all the three safeties getting all those snaps, too. There's where your snaps went for Paraman, more than likely.
1: And that leads us into our next uh, piece of news here. So safeties, they are running three safeties. It's Jonathan Abram, 83% of snaps. Daron Harmon, 100% of snaps. Trayvon MoRig, I think it was like 75 or something. So mm-hmm. second week in a row of Abram with less than ideal snaps and Daron Harmon seems to be the guy they're trusting the most kind of weird.
2: What do you think? <laughs> like really weird kind of thing. <laughs> you know, I've got people asking me in private about Abram, what to do, what to do. I mean, realistically right now, uh, I think I I could find some better options and it might be Harmon. I just wonder what I felt for Trayvon MoRig. Is that, did I pronounce that correctly?
1: Yeah, I think you did, actually. Yep.
2: Oh, yeah. All right. Good for me. Trayvon MoRig. I wonder what it felt like over the last couple of weeks to actually, actually get a tackle or two in.
1: Because he didn't do that all last year. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I
2: think the guy literally, I mean, I think he was, I had like 20 combined tackles for the entire season with 110% of the snaps. It was pretty wild, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I'm with you on this. There's no reason if, if Jonathan Abrams giving you grief, blow him out the airlock. We just got Ryan, Ryan Neal a couple weeks ago. I guarantee we talked about a few starting safeties this week. that came out of left field that you could go with. There are Mm -hmm. safe. Safety is readily available on waivers in most places.
2: Right. And anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm catching the fever a little bit. Um, I'm not shy anymore. If I've got a defensive back, and i'm sitting there looking at a corner that's been producing i'm not shy i this year i've actually snuck them in there a couple times john
1: yeah right and that's the thing with corner there's so many corners available each week you just got to pick one in a good matchup that plays enough snaps and you got a damn good chance of having a good
2: week well it's actually a good topic to kind of land on here as we close out the division is the the fact is, is more and more defensive backs are coming into the game. They're using more and more of them all the time. So as that, we've talked about this whole player pool being flooded more and more. And that's another reason it, it's always been that way, but it's going to be even easier. I think in the possibility, it might reach into some deeper formats to where, if you've got to start three or four defensive backs, uh, you might be able to stream these things and carry no depth the entire season.
1: That's true. Yep, that is absolutely true. And it's not that's, a bad strategy. And uh, that's probably a good topic to take us out on. So, uh, Gary, any closing thoughts for the week?
2: Yeah, just real quick, folks. If you're out there tinkering with something that's not broke because you like playing a waiver wire, You know, I understand. I completely get it. But just remember, this is a, that's taking a chance that you do break what's not broke. So, anyways, good luck. We'll, we'll see you next week.
1: Yep. See y'all next week. Good luck. Take care. Bye bye.